Hello and welcome to episode 66 of the Waters Wavelength Podcast. My name is Dan Francesco. I'm the deputy editor of Southside Technology. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, the U.S. editor of Waters Technology, Anthony Malakian. Hello. So we thought we'd have a little bit of fun here. You know, we're getting into blockbuster seasons, you know, summer Hollywood season. Wait, wait, wait. Before we get to this. Well... Water Rankings. I was going to bring up Water ah, Rankings. See, I screwed this all Thank up Thank you for already. screwing up my Damn transition. <laughs> Man, 66 episodes in, he's still stepping all over my toes. But before we get to the movie section, we first wanted to touch on a little award season of our own, which is yes. Water's Rankings 2017. So, Anthony, now please take Sorry, it Sorry, I'm just so excited to talk about yeah. the Water's Rankings. Um, so, the entry is open now for Water's Rankings. Um, if you've don't know what they are the waters rankings um they're opened up to our readers our subscribers only to end users so vendors can't vote on it pr firms can't vote in it it's only open to end users to go in and vote and it's just broken down like somewhere right i, I don't know the, the number of categories off the top of my head but you know best order management system provider best execution management system provider best cloud provider whatever have you um in order to get listed in these categories you just have to go in um, make sure that you all you have to do is just submit your company name, uh, the product that you have, and contact information in case we need to reach out to you. It's as simple as that. It's not like some of the award, other awards programs where you have to put in 500 word description. Basically, the people will vote on whether or not they think your product Democracy is Democracy shall prevail. Exactly. So um, that's going to be open for a little while. Um, so, But don't wait on that. It's very literally as simple as going in name company name product name contact information don't wait till the last minute because we're not going to give any extensions i i can't tell you this enough just get your information in now literally every single one of you definitely has an intern that you can pass off this easy menial job to three things company name which hopefully you know yeah the product name hopefully you know and then your name and if you don't that's a self-selecting way of us yes. of you not being able to win the waters ranking so definitely get that i think you know um, i would never uh elevate one of our awards over the other but i think that the waters rankings are unique in that it's selected strictly by our readers so that brings an interesting dynamic to it um certainly so it's it's definitely a, a worthwhile thing to to put your name in for um but to get back to uh, you know the the what major are we going to talk about today, Dan? <laughs> what we're going to talk about today is uh, Hollywood and Hollywood. Well, let me step on your toes again. Oh boy, oh, here we it. go. I knew it. So we were thinking. Well, first of all, we were kicking around ideas, Dan and I. And you know, we always try and give something for the audience. You know, we, we really do try and think about. It. It's not like you know, just Thursday rolls around we're like, oh crap, what are we going to talk about? This only, week, some, only sometimes. That yeah, happens. yeah. And this was kind of one of those times <laughs> where. We were thinking about, you know, the Virtue KCG acquisition, you know, but we got to talk to people about that, about what that means. So we didn't feel like we were really boned up enough to talk, Mm -hmm. you know, intelligently about that one. Maybe next week um, or in the future or we'll write an article about it. Um, There is an interesting announcement. FlexTrader has a new uh, augmented reality uh, offering that they're putting out there for traders. Um, we'd already had an augmented reality podcast and we really went deep into that. And there's really not a lot extra that we can not talk a lot about of right left now. On the boat. Yeah. Um, and then Joe Faulkner of Inside Data Management, she wrote a cloud computing data service um, story about how to cut costs and stuff like that. And, you know, we just last week talked about cloud computing and my article is going to be better than anybody else's <laughs> article on cloud computing. So 
you know, what else can we really possibly say about that? Sure. Um, even though, Joe, you should definitely go read her article. <laughs> definitely. Um, so nice that brought us. Compliment. Dan and I are just sitting here and going, oh, man, what are we going to talk about? Well, you wrote that crappy column on uh, the circle. Well, first of all, <laughs> I object to the fact you calling it crappy because I did speak to two sources. I actually reported on something for my column as opposed to me just kind of throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks. Yeah. Uh, for this particular column, I actually spoke to... So to kind of give you the premise of where this all started was, in case you've missed it, uh, the uh, there's a movie coming out uh, next, next Friday called The Circle, starring Tom Hanks, Emma Watson, two, you know, mega movie stars, essentially looking at uh, at life in Silicon Valley, right? Life at these big technology firms and kind of the big brother aspect of it, the seeing everything and kind of the mentality of, yes, you know, we love this company. And it kind of got me thinking, you know, how fair are these representations? Is that really, because that's kind of what it's always portrayed as, you know, you can go down the list of movies or TV shows that have been made about you know, financial services or technology, and it's kind of all a similar sentiment. So reached out to some sources. I spoke to two people that have uh, experience, one of which, one of whom uh, worked at Microsoft, the other who kind of spent time all across the board at some of the biggest, you know, Silicon Valley-based tech firms, uh, and uh, kind of spoke to them about their experiences working there, how true to life is, uh, is you know, how Hollywood represents Silicon Valley. Silicon Valley. Uh, specifically kind of the drink the Kool-Aid perspective. So that was the basis for the column. I thought it was a good column. I kind of, you know, it was really based off of what my sources It was a good said. column. It was entertaining. I just like breaking down the yeah. So then to that point, kind of Anthony and I thought about, well, so what's the current climate, right? You have Billions on Showtime. It's a pretty popular show. Billions. Wrapping up season two. You have Silicon Valley, a very popular show on HBO that's starting season uh, four or five yeah, this this weekend. So that's kind of two aspects of what we cover. Billions being the strictly front office financial side, Silicon Valley being the back office tech guys. Uh, and then kind of you can go down the list of, you know, you have the internship, you know, a bad movie made about technology. Uh, you have Mr. Robot, that, a great television the one show. With Robert De Niro? No, the, well, that's the intern. The internship oh, yeah. is the one with uh, Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn oh, working yeah. at Google. I got, which okay. I have a funny story about okay. that. But uh, Mr. Robot, a good television show. Uh, halt and Catch Fire, which I think is still on. I'm not sure. That's an AMC show, kind of about IBM and the yeah. battle for IBM. Uh, so we just decided we'd have this conversation, just kind of about. Hollywood's representation of technology and financial services. This will be more about entertaining you today as opposed sure. to informing you. Not so much hard news this week, all right? We gave you a lot of hard news last week with Cloud, and this time it's going to be a little bit... good one coming up next week. Good one coming up next week. Good one, you know, we got a couple ones in the in the, in the the barrel, so to speak. Uh, this one's going to be a little bit more fun. So, uh, I guess, where, where do you want to start? You want to start based off of some of the stuff the sources said in my column, or do you want to start based off of kind of talking about billions or Silicon Valley? Let's go with the experts first. All right, so... You know, really, the biggest thing is they said that they said my curiosity was how true is this group think is this mentality of, you know, you buy in and essentially it was confirmed that, yeah, Hollywood, while it may be kind of there's a little bit of hyperbole, it is very much so you get there and kind of everyone falls in line and toes the line of the company's great. This is great. We're part of this. You know, I don't go to work. I go to campus and I have a lifestyle and this is fantastic. So I think that was. You know, you, you always wonder what is true that Hollywood portrays. Apparently, that's very true. Yeah. I mean, I remember when I went to Google in New York City here. So I went to our offices here in New York City. 
and it really lived up to every single kind of cliche that I had in my head about what I think of a Silicon Valley firm. You know, the ping pong tables, the pool tables, the climbing wall, the the little nooks and crannies, the place where you you go and you eat so you don't ever have to leave the building, God forbid, and interact with the outside human world. Um, and so it is funny that I guess you know, I've never gone to Silicon Valley myself, mm-hmm. so I don't exactly know. But it was funny to see that Google, that they they play that card up pretty hardcore in our New York offices, so I can only imagine it's the same for them right. in, uh, out in California. I mean, you and I have both definitely had our trips to various, you know, in New York it is a little bit different, but to various startups or smaller companies, and, we, you know, you see, oh, they have beers on draft, or, oh, they have the beanbag chairs, or, the, you know, there's no cubicles, it's all open space. Uh, I, you know, I actually took a trip to Silicon Valley a couple of years ago just for some meetings, and uh, I remember meeting with one particular vendor where I was told, oh, there's no limit on on vacation days you can take as many vacation days as you like and this is a this is a vendor that was trying to you know turn the corner so to speak and it was an important time and i'm just thinking yeah i'm sure if one of your critical developers said you know what i'm going to take a two-month hiatus to thailand because there's no limit on vacation days and i expect to be paid for it. something tells me that person would not be around any that that's your way of saying by as many days as you want you have no days it's again the whole cliche and it, it it's why the show Silicon Valley is so good at portraying because in the de- dealings that we've had, it's stuff like that. It's I want to outcool the next guy. How can I be the next hip idea? And you really think, oh, well, this is kind of this is all kind of bogus, right? Once you get to the office and everything like that. No, this is actually how a lot of these tech companies work. And especially in the fintech, the startup space. You know, in your New York City, tech firms aren't going to be quite in line with that. So I think it, there really is a lot of truth in the advertising there. One thing that um, that one thing that did kind of interest me, or I, I was curious about that, I asked one of the sources was around. So, you know, stereotypically, I think if you're going to work at a Google, at a Facebook, at an Amazon, at you know one of these big you know tech companies. You're going to be the best in breed. You're going to be the smartest person possible because they're only, you know, they're getting. I can How's only, that true? Because I don't work there. So. <laughs> I can only imagine how many, you know, applications a day Google gets for every single one of the jobs it posts. It's got to be crazy. So they're getting the absolute cream of the crop. So to that point, if you're getting these smart, creative, independent thinkers, how are you still able to get them to fall in line so quickly? And the source said that really it comes down to. You know, the source said it's really uh, these millennials are a lot more socialist than anything else. And that it's, oh, you know, they kind of fall in line quickly because it's social media. It's what's cool. It's even if they're not interested in it, if all their friends are interested in it and they can kind of take pictures and be a part of it, then that's what they want to be, be of. So if it means falling in line quickly, that's what they'll do. And, you know, the source spoke to uh, how uh, in terms of uh, it's all about being sexy. What's sexy? You know, and interestingly enough, uh, apparently Apple isn't considered sexy. Apple is considered stability. That's, yeah. you know, like you're going to go work for the man, so to speak. You're just going to get their typical job. It's going to pay well. You know, Facebook's a little bit more on the, you know, the innovation side. I'm sure, you know, there's a list of, you know, vendors, probably Snapchat and Instagram and, and all those. Well, I guess Instagram's owned by Facebook now, I think. I, I, I don't These kids and their damn toys. I yeah, don't know. I don't keep up with the M&As of the Silicon Valley. But that's one thing that really stuck out to me that I found interesting was kind of, you know, 
you're getting the best and the brightest creative people, but then you quickly want to whip them into line to make sure while we're staying creative, you're following our company, our company guidelines. I think what helps whip people in line too is a nice little salary, you know, and sometimes, sure. you know, you're going to have to pay a little bit of an extra premium. So we don't have the cool, you know, there's a reason why I love working for incisive media. I've been here now eight years. So obviously you know, I bought into the Kool-Aid of uh, this company now info pro digital. Um, but, um, for me, it's a lot about the environment, and so I enjoy the fact that you know I have a lot of freedom, a lot of leeway to do write about what I want to write about. You know, if I want to go out and do some work at a bar, you know, I'm not gonna, no one's gonna hassle me about that. There's no one looking over my shoulder. Certainly, in order for me to change that, I, that's the kind of style that I like. Somebody would have to pay more, and I've had offers for more money. But I like humble this. brag. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, but I like this environment. You know, um, so similarly, I think that firms that maybe don't have quite the cool kitschiness of a Google or something like that, well, they're gonna they're gonna still get their talent. They're just gonna have to pay a little bit more. Well, it's the same it. reason why there still are developers in financial services. Exactly. You know, there's a lot of smart developers that probably could go to Silicon Valley, work on some really cool, innovative stuff. Not to say banks aren't doing cool, innovative stuff, but all relative. <laughs> and uh, you know, instead, the, the that extra zero at the end of that paycheck is what pushes yeah, them to helps. the other side. It you know, helps. it certainly helps. In speaking to folks, the the thing that came out was that Silicon Valley definitely is a good portrayal of uh, of how things work out there. Although I was told, you know, and this is maybe a bit of a spoiler if you're not caught up. So you know, by all means, you know, pause or skip ahead. But uh, you know, the fact that that Pied Piper has gone from you know funding to this big office space to then back to you know, the source said that would never happen. Once you, you can't take a step back because then you're dead in the water, you're, yeah. you know, your belly up, it's, it's, and it, it moves. And everybody's leaving that ship. Yeah, it moves far too quickly. The industry is far too, um, you know, uh, vigorous to allow that to, to cap, uh, happen. So that was, you know, interesting point brought up to me. What's, do you feel that, you know, everything in Hollywood is always going to be a bit of hyperbole and a bit ex extreme. Do you feel, though, and you've spoken to a lot of developers and a lot of folks, you know, that are true developers, not talking C-level kind of business tech guys, but yeah. actual, do you feel they do a good representation of the personality and type of, you know, style of developers overall? Yeah, I mean, the awkwardness certainly <laughs> is, like, my, my one of my very best friends, he's a top tier, makes a ton of money. Um, as a developer uh, for a major company. And I mean, he's just, he can be very, very awkward to deal with and he works these crazy long hours, but then he'll go, he does one of those, he goes on a vacation for two, three months at a time, comes back and they're happy because he's so vital. They're like, glad to have you back right, right there is your yeah. seat, you know, to be honest mm -hmm. with you. Um, so certainly that awkwardness I think is because you're just used to looking at a computer, you know, just coding, you know, just lines of code day after day after day that you lose some of those social interactions because you, so much people relied on you and what you do and only you can do. Right. I think that you kind of lose a little bit of those social interactions. You don't need that, to develop that, those other skills. Yeah. It's not a requirement of your job. Exactly. So, yeah. I mean, I, so for me, I guess that's where that kind of comes into. Even on the show Billions, um, you know, this, this new season, there's kind of this new character, I can't remember uh, his name, but really nerdy individual, like, horribly socially awkward but is a super genius um at you know kind of looking at code looking at patterns stuff like that i believe so. on the show 
the person prefers the pronouns they and them. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, I uh, uh, with billions, billions is interesting because I think they go a bit too far. Like I mean, and it's granted, I don't, but it, not that far off from the alpha. Ma- like how many people do we deal with that you just like? Bro, take it down a sure. level, man. It's, it's, take it's, it down a level. it's tough for us because we always really, at the end of the day, we're not talking to too many pure front office guys. Mm-hmm. You know, like how many portfolio managers do we really speak to for our stories? It's more the back office tech guys. But like a character like Wags, you know, the uh, essentially the COO of uh, Axe Capital just seems so over the top. And granted, I'm sure there are people listening saying, no, that's exactly how some of these hedge fund guys are. And I'm sure it, it is true. Um, I but- think that so many, when you're in public at like a big event, at a big meeting, so like if you go down to FIA Boca, where there are plenty of you know front office people mm-hmm. down there, um, you just to get the vacation basically. <laughs> but um, you know, there there is a little bit of when I'm in a social circle, I want to kind of portray myself as the alpha male, you know. Right. And so you kind of start to ham it up, and then once alcohol gets infused, and then you get everybody starts to testosterone gets flown and stuff like that. It's why it's so tough for uh, women. Have, you've heard this many times that that whole alpha male culture it makes it difficult for some women to break through that. And certainly on the developer, um, you know, programmer side, as those trader jobs become more and more coding based, well, it's going to be difficult for them to break into kind of those to into those circles. But I think that there is a lot of truth. Yes, billions goes over the top mm-hmm. with it. I don't think as much as as might be expected. Yeah, yeah. I'm curious. I wonder, and it's probably higher than I would expect, but how many hedge funds have psychologists on staff strictly to talk to their traders at the drop of a dime? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you have like uh, Bridgewater with uh, Dalio, and he has his um, that book. I think they're actually going to publish it, but it's kind of the his words of the wisdom. And how, or- it's basically what you have to read and buy into if you want to work there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm sure there's that there's plenty that uh, make a living in this uh, in this sector. Kind of, you know, so I mentioned the internship, funny, quick, funny story, a source that worked at Google during the time of it basically said that everyone at Google hated that movie, that it was such a horrible portrayal of them being clicky. And also there's kind of a sentiment of, oh, it's you know, the whole premise of the, the movie is essentially that uh, Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn are like these old school traditional guys and they get downsized and then they're going for this internship at Google. And kind of the, the I've never even seen the movie, but it, uh, as you I told to me. I, I laughed quite a few parts. I as it was told to me, it's portrayed as like this young, like Google's all these young hip kids. And the source kind of spoke to me saying that actually they had made an effort to get a lot more seasoned, experienced people in. And that wasn't necessarily the case. And it wasn't as clicky as it seemed. I mean, a lot of it, too, is probably backlash of, no, that's not fair. That's not a fair representation. It's so weird that an Owen Wilson, Vince Vaughn movie wouldn't, like, be a documentary style (laughs) as what it's like to get employed by Google. This is where people need to shut the hell up and just, Jesus, just watch a movie for what it is. Well, you're going to go watch Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn. You just got to – suspension of disbelief, my friend. Suspension of disbelief. Yeah. So, uh, you know, touching on some other stuff that's out there, uh, you know, Mr. Robot, you – I know you had started watching it. Did you stop or did you – I stopped watching it because I was enjoying it. And I heard so many reviews for the second season about it jumping the shark and stuff like that. Not being as great. That I was like, you know what, I – I, it made me really lose my. I was like, I just don't feel like going forward right now. Yeah, that's I think a good representation of 
you're looking kind of more to Silicon Valley, the pure, you want to talk about, you know, hacking, cybersecurity, and just the pure programmer um, mentality. You know, it's a character that you learn very quickly, you know, talks to himself and kind of is antisocial in a lot of ways. And that's a really interesting look at the programmer lifestyle and the developer lifestyle. I would recommend that to anyone. The first season's fantastic. Second season, a little bit of a bummer, but still still very good. Um, it's kind of like that Kevin Spacey, uh, what's it What's it called? Um, the, his TV show. What's the TV show? Kevin Spacey has a TV show? Uh, uh, House of Cards? Yeah, House of Cards. Oh, Breaking Down the Fourth Wall. And well, no, no, it was, it, no, no, I just... I watched first season, loved oh, it. Okay. Second season started to go downhill. Now third season, I stopped watching halfway through the third season. I go, this this show is just stupid. I cut bait quickly on shows now. Clearly, yeah. You know, I, I still just, watch House I of Cards. You know, a new season coming back Memorial Day. Can't wait. Uh, Halt and Catch Fire, that was a show, speaking of cutting bait, that I did cut bait. I got about three quarters of the way into the first season, and I just couldn't deal with it. But that's kind of a look at the, you know, around the IBM and IBM coming out with a computer and competing with IBM and Apple and, and whatnot. And, you know, again, from, you know, I wasn't around, I wasn't even alive back then for this, but from the people that I've spoken to, seems like a pretty fair representation. Um, you know, that's a little bit more of, you know, there's certainly more of a story around there than the focus isn't as much on the actual tech, whereas I think there's a little bit more substance with Mr. Robot or potentially with Silicon Valley in terms of actually throwing around some real numbers. Um, but yeah, you know, I guess, you know, if you're into that, some, certainly something else to watch. Are we missing any, anything else you can think of on the fintech, financial or the business aspect of uh, That's about it. You know, probably, any movies that you're interested well, in outside of fintech and oh, stuff okay, like that? I was going to say, just movie-wise real quick, probably most people have seen The Big Short, but that's I think that's pretty good. Good, you know, way of kind of explaining things. Yeah, yeah I like that the Wall Street, report, Wall Street Journal reporter has a corner office on, like, the 50th floor overlooking Manhattan. As we can, only, that actually, we can that, only dream, th- Anthony. Report, we can only dream. Like, th- like, these reporters are just, like, these kingmakers like sitting there it's like no you're gonna technically be my, in a bullpen with a bunch of other people technically you're in uh, our both of our desks are in the corner of an office with windows that we overlook the new york stock Exchange i got my own of. little gigantic you know 50 by 50 foot uh yeah. corner office so i'm still waiting for that one uh so um yeah movies generally you know like we said this summer summertime what's i can i have a couple written down but what what's standing out to you over the next couple months that you're excited Most about some, you know, as somebody of, you know, my grandfather, you know, it's Armenian, something about Armenian, uh-huh. The Promise, Christian Bale, okay, Oscar Isaac, director Terry George, about the Ottoman Empire collapse and uh, the persecution of Armenians, big, big time uh, movie that is, you know, controversial because right now a lot of the, you'll read these, like, uh, reviews and, like, fans, thumbs up, thumbs down, mm-hmm. thumbs down because, again, you're still not allowed. Turkey still denies that there was ever a Holocaust, stuff like that. So this movie, I'm very so, excited about. So as wait, 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 a, hold on. Are you saying that the only f- reason why someone would give a thumb down is oh because no, that's not the only denier? reason. Um, no, no, no. Uh, but you see how low they are right now. It's because this movie has. It's been you know, it, only a few thousand people have seen it worldwide, and there's like millions of thumbs down and stuff like that. It's because there is actually an active uh, campaign about this. You okay. can laugh, but there, oh, there, not, no. there legitimately is. I thought the way you portrayed I wasn't aware how, how much it was seen, yeah. but the way you portrayed it is like, well, there's no way this movie could be bad. It's clearly just oh, the, no. the Turks. The movie could <laughs> suck. Right. I have okay. not seen it, so okay. I'm going to be going out and seeing it. Um, Does Christian Bale play an Armenian? Or? I have no idea how it's uh, – no, I don't, he doesn't play an Armenian. He's, I think he's helping uh, the Armenians kind of get out um, okay. of the thing. But like I said, right, I, any, I haven't seen Are there seen any Kardashians the in it? 
Not that I know, but who it's knows? Maybe they make a, can- it's cameo. a missed opportunity by the producer. Um, if you haven't seen the preview for uh, three b- billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri, it's a. I don't. The, the, the name of the film's terrible. Is the, the name of the movie is Three, three Billboards, billboards outside, outside Ebbing, Missouri. I wasn't sure if there are three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri that you're like, for those of the listeners in <laughs> Ebbing, Missouri. <laughs> no, no. This is a movie that's coming out. It is the greatest trailer. Had me crying, laughing, a lot of cursing and stuff Comedy? like that. A dark, dark comedy. comedy. Dark comedy. Um, Who's so, a star? I don't know. Like there's there's some people you recognize, but it's a great preview. You got to go see this preview for it. The okay. trailer. I don't, it's not out yet. And then uh, I'm reading a book right now called uh, The Lost City of Z. And um, I saw a trailer to that. That has uh, that just came out. Um, I'm not that's sure limited, who's in the limited release. Yeah, Charlie yeah. Hunnan, the guy from Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, the book was by uh, David Grant, and it's about this um, British explorer who believed that there was this ancient city in um, somewhere in the Amazon, so he takes his son to go find the city. and uh, Based on true story, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the guy's name was uh, Percy uh, uh, Fawcett. And, um, That's a very British name. Yeah. Uh, but the book is fantastic, and I hear that the movie is fantastic too. So once I'm done with the book, I'll go check out that. Okay. For you? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm more, uh, more basic. I'm more... Uh, l- shallow low highbrow you have all these highbrow movies about the armenian genocide and whatnot <laughs> so uh, i have written down uh, the King fate of, of the furious is out I, of that one well i mean that's the big one right oh, biggest opening weekend i think ever uh what's not to love about the fast and the furious series it's amazing i could do a whole podcast about that uh <laughs> king arthur i think is pretty interesting that's with uh charlie hunnan and um is that because the, there was a movie called king arthur that was pretty great but years ago, like right. 10, this, is that the same movie or a remake I think, of it? Uh, I don't know if a remake, but the concept around King Arthur, gotcha. you know, and everything, and you know, the sword and whatnot. That, you that know, story. How many times can you possibly tell that story with new angles? But as many times people pay. Uh, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy two. That should be great. I love the first one. I think Chris Pratt's hilarious. Uh, I think you know James Gunn did a really good job. So here's hoping that Volume two will be just as good. You're gonna laugh here, but uh, the Baywatch movie. You know, The Rock, all he does is produce winners, you know? Baywatch movie? There's a Baywatch movie coming out with The Rock and Zac Efron, and then... Who are the women that, you know, because when you think of Baywatch, you're thinking... uh, Right. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to want to sound sexist here. I don't know any of the women's name. I know they're all very attractive, but there's not... It's not any... I don't... At least, I might be wrong. There's no one that jumps out. There's no A-list female stars, I don't believe. I think it's more of kind of they cobble together some very attractive women yeah uh so but that you know is going to be interesting we just tra- we're talking about them earlier today but there's even new pirates Car- pirates of the caribbean coming out so those are those are always good for a laugh a good uh you know i think i might have seen the first one i don't think i've seen one since that's all right that's something you know definitely on tape cable if i'm flipping flicking through uh yeah. and then uh you know the mummy the man that never stops running tom cruise is uh looking to do is you know, is doing a remake of the original the with Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser, yeah. <laughs> okay. uh, so Jesus that should be that Christ. should be interesting. And then there's something else. Oh, and then Star Wars obviously, obviously is come, yeah. comes out in Christmas. Yeah, but that's um, a ways away. The only one I forgot is uh, I don't know if you were a Train Spotting fan, but the new uh, Train Spotting movie T2 uh, I, is going to be coming out. So I, I just heard about that. I didn't realize there was a new one coming out. Um, so I'm excited about that. Listen to a review about. It. I heard it's. I heard it was pretty good. I heard you have to be a fan of the first one and you I have was. to have watched the first one so it's very much it's not like you could be like go rewatch about, go rewatch the first i would one go rewatch the first one going yeah. um but i know that they have another one of those um choose life type of mon uh 
which are not montages, but uh, monologues mm-hmm. again. Ewan McGregor. For those of you who don't know, Ewan McGregor and a bunch of other stars bunch that of other people. went to I'm not good stuff. at actor recall um, names. Yeah, know. the director did a... What did he do? He did... Did he do Life of Pi? Or, no, he did Slumdog Millionaire. He also did something else. Uh, but Train Spotting, the original... Sad, weird, weird, weird movie. Great, yeah, it was interesting. Good, good drug movie right there. Good drug movie, yeah. Good drug a movie. Good, good, a good drug movie about how bad drugs yeah, are. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then I think that's that's it. And then you know, in terms of shows, we have you know we have Thrones. That's that's all. I almost consider that a movie because the amount of production value mm-hmm. that's put into it. Thrones comes back in July or June. July, sure. I think. Somewhere around there. I think July. Uh, and then that's oh Fargo. Fargo came back last night. I didn't get a chance to watch it. I never, but never watched that. Uh, I heard it's very good. I hear that Billy Bob Thornton's outstanding. Yeah, well, different. You know, every season kind of like True Detective. Every season is different, okay. but uh, but yeah, it's very good. So I think that's that's all I can think of. I don't know. You got anything else? That's about it. Well, uh, you know, get those water ranking submissions in. Like we said, it literally a monkey could do it. So it's not that hard. Um, so. Don't push us. There's no we're description. Gonna, we don't. We're not yeah. asking for 500 words. There yeah. isn't anything that has to be cleared with your yeah. PR people. Just product name, company name, five contact minutes. information. We'll take you five minutes. If it takes it. you five minutes, then you then that's really sad. Yeah. Um. But uh, get those in. Do you know? Sorry. Do you know what the deadline is for that? My head. I don't. Okay. We'll we have, have everything on the website. If you go to our website right now, you'll be able to find all the information. We'll put the technology. Yeah. We'll put the link in in the podcast. But uh, I guess that's it. Anything, Anthony? Anything else to add? I got. Well, thanks so much for tuning in and be sure to come back next Thursday.